to this episode of the Women in Technology Spotlight. I'm glad to have you all here. Today with me is Precious. She's a data scientist and she's also a dev degree intern at Shopify at the moment. She is a SheCode Africa mentor. She is a Google generational scholar and she's also an ambassador for the Women in Tech Network. Welcome, Precious. Hi, everyone. Thank you so much. I'm happy to be here. It's great to have you here on the podcast, Precious. Let's kick it off. Tell us a little bit about yourself. Who are you? What do you like to do in your free time? Where are you from? Tell us all about yourself. Okay, I'm Precious Kolawoli. I'm from Nigeria. I've lived in Nigeria all my life. And I, I came from a middle, a middle class family, just a normal family background. And I had my secondary school and my first university um, undergraduate degree, even though I didn't get it completed. I had it back in Nigeria at Obafemi Awolowo University. And now I'm in Canada, or I study computer science now in Canada, and I work in Canada right now too. Mm -hmm. Okay. Uh, what I like to do, talking about my interests, I would, act I would actually say since I started learning how to code, tech took away all my hobbies and interests. <laughs> <laughs> but what I'm presently interested, like I'm very much interested in right now is martial arts. Mm -hmm. Because back in Nigeria, I used to do, oh, Taekwondo is like a martial arts training. And since I left, I've not been able to like go back to it. But it's still something I'm very, very much interested in. Yeah, so I love martial artists and it's my interest. Um, when it comes to when it comes to relationship, I'm single. I'm I'm a very young girl, you know. <laughs> so I feel I'm not supposed to be in a relationship yet, but I'm single. And what other things do I want to share? Mm, okay, yeah, that's pretty much everything. Should I remember anything? I'll definitely add it. Yes, please. You can still share when we progress in our conversation. Um, you already mentioned so many interesting things. So I uh, love the Taekwondo thing. I also did Taekwondo when I was still in Nigeria. For some reason, it seems to be very popular there. <laughs> yes. So martial <laughs> arts is also something that's uh, really good for women to do. I feel it's kind of, especially if you're in tech, it kind of takes you out of your head and, and back yeah, into your body and, exactly. and, and helps you focus. So this is great. So you mentioned you uh, grew up in Nigeria, you went to university there, and then you moved to, to Canada where you're now working and studying. Um, I think when you went to university in Nigeria, you, you had a different major, right? You did something different yes. around yes. development. Mm -hmm. Tell us about that. Okay. I studied medical rehabilitation at Obafemi Awolowo University, and it is a branch of medicine, not full medicine. Back then, before, when I left high school, I, I've always wanted to become a medical student, really. But due to the fact that universities uh, is very competitive, universities are very competitive, especially in Nigeria where you are trying to get into those top schools. So I I tried, I submitted my applications many times and I was getting rejected for medicine before I later finally settled for, for medical rehabilitation. And when I gained admission, I've always, okay, 
<laughs> let me let me let me break it down so everybody can get to understand better. When I left high school, when I when I gained admission into the university, that was when a brother of mine attended one of these boot camp hosted by Data Science Nigeria. And Data Science Nigeria, it's more like a community of data scientists in Africa, in Nigeria majorly. So when he attended his boot camp, he, 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 he learned about artificial intelligence and medicine in the boot camp from Dr. Stephen Odaibu. And when he listened to this talk, he came home and he told me about it. So that was when um, everything started getting connected to technology. All my life, I've always wanted to be a medical student, like mm -hmm. a doctor. Mm -hmm. yeah. So you always wanted to be a medical student and then your brother comes home and he talks about data science and he talks about artificial intelligence and yeah. what, what caught your attention there? Uh, it was majorly the fact that artificial intelligence is capable of automating and solving many problems and looking inwardly into the community, like into Nigeria, Africa, a lot of people are like maybe dying due to some things that could have been made faster. Some people are going through chronic illnesses due to some things that could have been like, mm -hmm. yes. Yeah, so that was actually what I saw in it. And one of the projects the man did was like Retina. He owns a company called Retina AI. And mm -hmm. I learned to do something in such a way that they build or machines using artificial intelligence in treating people's eyes. So I found that very, very fascinating. Mm -hmm, so mm -hmm. that was where everything started. I see. So what I hear is that um, even though you have this fascination for um, data science and machine learning, it's it, the connection to uh, medical, um, not diagnosis, but but to the medical system that that fascinated you, the fact that you could speed up diagnosis, that you could help people exactly. more easily. Okay. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I can I can understand that. So now coming back to okay, so you switched from your interest uh, of becoming um, something in the medical field to becoming a woman in tech, basically, and um, you are studying to be a data scientist, I think, and you are now a deaf degree intern at Shopify. What exactly is a deaf degree intern? What does what do you do? Okay, the deaf degree intern program. It's more like they provide you with, it, like Shopify owns the program in such a way that you study at a university in the United States or in Canada while working at Shopify simultaneously. Mm -hmm. You study in those universities, you study computer science specifically, mm -hmm. and then you get to work with Shopify. They train you to become like a world-class engineer Mm -hmm. And after that, you have the opportunity of joining Shopify even after the program. They pay your entire tuition and then oh, they pay you. Oh, yes, okay. mm -hmm. they pay your entire tuition and they pay your salary. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So, do you want me to mention the connection? Like, how I. Yes, please. From... Do tell us. Do tell us. Okay, okay, I'm ready. <laughs> you know, when I started learning how to code back in Nigeria, I, I loved everything related to coding. So when I did all of these things, 
I got my first job like after one year of learning how to code and the job, I got a machine learning engineering role because since I learned about Dr. Stephen Odaibo, I started doing data science and machine learning. So after one year of learning those things, I got my first job. And when I got my first job, I was still a medical student at Obafemi Awolowo University at the time. So on my first job, I did really well with the support and help from supervisors, co-workers and all. And after about um, like eight months after, I got referred for a role at Google then. So I had to leave my job in order to prepare for data structures and algorithms because I didn't have any knowledge of mathematics mm -hmm. at the time. And you know, to enter Google, you have to like be packed with data structures. So I left my role to learn data structures and algorithms. But unfortunately, I got rejected. Oh. And <laughs> at the time, um, my interests, I've always loved medicine. I've always and I've, I've been I've been liking things I've been doing in tech, but I was just kind of not cool with my level of exposure and many, many other things. You know, back then in Africa, in Nigeria, there was like university strikes and all. So the flow was not that, the transitioning was not so smooth. So I wanted to like get more exposure. I wanted to do more. And I, I always tell people like, my aspiration is to bridge the gap between technology and healthcare, but, mm -hmm. I saw the position I was at the time. I was studying physiotherapy, but it's not like, it doesn't cover the entire medicine. Mm -hmm. So I had to like redraw my plan, like my journey. And then I felt, okay, studying computer science should actually like be the best thing to go for right now. And then later I can enter med school. Mm -hmm. So yeah. During when I was trying to get all of those things, I came across Shopify and I saw the computer science degree opportunity. Then I jumped on it. And now maybe hopefully it's still a plan right now, but maybe after my undergraduate studies in computer science, I will be entering the med school yeah. in Canada. Yeah. So that's the story. <laughs> what I find interesting is that a lot of the things that happened that kind of happened per, per chance, like, you know, your brother going to the talk and telling you about <laughs> it. And then, you know, you, you uh, also, I mean, the university strikes in Nigeria, as bad as the whole thing is, it's also happened per chance and that made you reassess your plan and go in another direction. So, yeah, yeah it's interesting how life is that way that you make yeah. your then, then when you move along, it, it changes. But what hasn't changed at all is your interest in, in the health field, right? And I do understand um, the fascination. And I do also feel that there is an intersection between computer science and health technologies that will be a big thing in the, in the near future. And, and yeah. that this will something uh, be something very interesting going forward. So... Um, I also heard that Shopify is paying for you, not only your salary, but also your tuition. That is very generous. And that is a very interesting program. <laughs> How did you stumble across that? I, during the time when I was making my set, because I was very devastated. I was very sad at the time because mm -hmm. I'm this kind of person that I, I, I do a lot of things. Like I'm very energetic. Mm -hmm. So at the time when I was looking for all these things, I applied everywhere. Mm -hmm. 
trying to get opportunities, but I was just getting rejected every time. So I, I, I spoke with a senior colleague and he now said, hey, can you have your overdraft degree program? He happened to have applied for the program back then in 2020, mm-hmm. but he couldn't get to the final stage. Mm-hmm. And he got another offer with JP Morgan. So he had to leave the Shopify dev degree application. So he told me about it and I started working on it. To be honest, at first, when I saw the application uh, requirement and everything, <laughs> I I left it. But one time I later, I later came back to it mm-hmm. to review it again. And I was like, okay, I can start working on this thing step by step. Then mm-hmm. I picked it up. I did a lot of you know, interviews and I got the offer after. Mm-hmm. That's amazing. Yes. <laughs> this is, and and I want to, to circle back on what you said. You got this form, the, the, the application um, form, and then you just put it away. So this may was maybe a point where you could have failed the whole process, but then you decided to come back. Um, and I think that says a lot about you, that you try to, to come back to opportunities and, and apply yourself, right? And I think yeah, that's something exactly. you will probably also need doing your studies and working at the same time. Um, what I would like to talk about here is, I mean, you moved from Nigeria to a completely different country. You're a very young woman. You're now in a strange country and you're studying computer science, which is a very male dominated field. Tell us a little bit about um, maybe the obstacles you faced or what is it like actually, not necessarily, what is it like doing that? You know, what does it take to do that? Okay, I, you know, m- many people always talk about the fact that females are in, male dominated field Mm -hmm. but I personally I have never felt like I'm in a a, a strange place like in a place that is like I can't find women of my kind Mm -hmm. I've never felt like that before because I'm a go-getter when I see something I chase it and irrespective I apply my confidence and I make sure I stand because I feel I know because I just have that kind of mentality because I know I'm not average. So if I'm in a position and I ha- I see myself competing with men, mm-hmm. I-, I feel I have to do more. I have to try other if I'm struggling or something like that. Since I started coding, um, how do I put this? <laughs> Since I started coding, I've been in like communities of developers both we have both male and female I think Nigeria is actually like equipped with many talents so we have many communities of developers and I've been working in these communities I've represented as team leads I've founded some communities as well and I've actually led even males in in those communities I have males that are my team like teammates and I've even have like I've had males as subordinates so it has actually never made me feel anyhow because mm-hmm. I've actually worked in those places I've I've been able to achieve a lot of things in those communities like helping other females and even males to get roles to get opportunities I prep them I mentor them so it has never been a challenge to be honest and me coming here to Canada Though when I the first time I came here, I'm not gonna lie, I felt very down because this is a very new, a very new place. 
new system, things are different. So I was a little bit down, but I started like getting myself back up, like after a week or two. Yeah, you know, jet lag kind of thing. <laughs> so I started getting myself back up. So being in a computer, a male dominated field, has actually never made me feel anyhow, like made me like feel down or something. No. That's, I love that you're saying that. And what I also like a lot is that you have a good sense of what you're worth and what you can do. And I like how you said, I know I'm not average, because that is something that a lot of women can't do, you know, really understand how good they are. I have talked to a lot of women in my time, not just on the podcast, but, uh, and women tend to, you know, they have this issue that they suffer from imposter syndrome, and they're not sure if they're supposed to be where they are. And I feel like you don't have that. And I'm really glad you don't because we need women like you who are just okay this is me and I know what I can do because um, we need that in tech so that's great and obviously you're quite the extraordinary young woman and you're you're actually doing a lot no I'm I'm just I'm not trying to flatter you I I really see that in what you're doing and I'm also because you're not just uh, looking after yourself I mean you're of course you're progressing in your studies and you're an intern at Shopify but you're also taking part in all these other initiatives like She Code Africa being a mentor there mentoring other women um, being part of the women tech network being a global ambassador ambassador so you're obviously also giving back to the community and there's other communities that you're also part of like open source community africa and the data science nigeria so you that's what i mean when i say you're an extraordinary young woman you're doing something for yourself but you're also giving back to the community and just something that popped into my head because um you are a google generation scholar and i would like to know what that means because you're also wearing this google t-shirt so there's (laughs) something So maybe you tell us a little bit about that. Okay. Uh, Just immediately after I got rejected from Google Mm -hmm. and a a mentor of mine applied for the Generation Google Scholarship application, like she has applied back in the the past. Mm -hmm. So the time when I wanted to leave Nigeria, before I came across Shopify, I was applying to different things, like I said, and I got admitted into universities in Jewelers in many places, but I could not afford the tuition. I could not afford the money. I was very broke. There was a time I even got a special scholarship and I couldn't sum everything together. <laughs> so at this time, I I needed a fund. Yes, I needed fund to support my education. And I applied to some other programs, women in tech programs that provide like funds to like, they just want to see your your background, things you've done, your profile, and they'll be able to like read your story and give you a fund. So yeah, I applied into for many of those things, but I didn't get many of them. So when I checked my mentor's profile and I saw the Google Generation Scholarship stuff, that was when I put in my application. Mm-hmm. And it's majorly you writing an essay. Google, Google made this program in such a way that they see high school scholars, like high school leavers, university graduates that are doing well in their field, that are like potential leaders. 
So mm -hmm. they, they, they gather their applications, they review those applications. And in your application, you only have to write essay, tell your story. They want to know more about you. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So I you, you get to write the essay and the review. You have interviews with them and they select their scholars. When they select the scholars, they give you money. They fund you based on your region, your location. And it's a lot of money. So mm -hmm. yeah, I applied for hate when I was trying to get source for fund. Yeah, mm -hmm. and I got into the program and I got paid. Tech money is sweet. <laughs> <laughs> ah, that is a great program. And I love that Google is doing that. Um, and, you know, an interesting thing just popped in my mind because I'd asked you if you faced any obstacles and you didn't actually say any, you didn't feel that being a woman was an <laughs> obstacle. But you see, not having money is actually an obstacle. And yes. that is something we underestimate, you know, that because education is not free. Good education is not free. Should I tell you? When I started learning how to code, I could not afford myself a laptop. Yes. And this is what you have to talk about, laptop. you know. And because I learned coding on my phone mm. for one year. Oh, my God. I was using my phone. <laughs> and I think that is something that a lot of people living in the U.S., in Canada, and Europe are not aware of, you know. What kind of obstacles yes. face when you live in a country like Nigeria and you know, you don't have the funds to actually buy a laptop to buy, you know, to go to a good school. So, and and it's interesting that you didn't actually mention that because for you, it is such a normal thing, maybe because <laughs> everyone faces it. But exactly. I feel that you overcame this in such an amazing way. You know, you you were um, industrious, you, you did all these applications, you tried to get funds and you got uh, into that scholarship. And then you also got into the university in Canada. So, and um, since we're already coming to the end of our conversation, um, I would like to ask you if you would give advice to young people who want to like follow in your footsteps, what would you tell them to do? Okay. One thing I would say is what has actually taken me to this place is passion. So if you have passion, make sure you pursue it. Mm -hmm because it can take you everywhere. And I would also want to say, sometimes the place you are used to is not where you belong. You belong where you believe you belong. Mm -hmm. And your mindset shapes everything. It shapes where you are going to be. It shapes who, who you are going to become. Yeah. So yeah, nurture your passion, nurture your passion. Mm -hmm. Because all my life, my passion has been working for me. <laughs> that is such a good, good advice because um, passion allows you to learn anything you need for whatever place you're going to. And I also like that you said that the place that you are might not be the place you are supposed to be because I think a lot of us, we are hindered by the mindset that we have, you know, just understanding or opening your mind to the possibilities will allow you to grow more. So thank you for that as well. And it's been an absolute pleasure to talk to you, Precious. You have, you're on an amazing path. I think you are up to, you will be up to great things in the future. And I look forward to seeing that. Thank you for Thank giving you. your time for this podcast. Thank you so much. I'm excited to have done this. <laughs> it's a big opportunity. Thank you, Precious. <laughs>